And welcome back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch on podcast Quincy's, one of podcast Quincy's uh, new podcasts. And Mayor, welcome. I'm Mark Carey, your media director. Thank you for having me here in the office every day. Is that what you do for me? <laughs> I was wondering what you do. As well as this podcast. <laughs> Glad to be here, Mark. Thank you. And we will be having more podcasts. As a matter of fact, this week we were recording some other podcasts and some other audio to do some history podcast with Bob Damon around the city yep. that are really going to, we're going to add to this channel, which is Podcast Quincy. Hope you would subscribe, tell your friends, uh, the iTunes store, the Google Play, everything. It's all around. It's everywhere. So, Mayor, welcome back once again. And um, we're going to start this week off with something that has been a tradition in this city for many years. <laughs> and it's called Cleaner, Greener, Quincy, or just uh-huh. Cleaner, Greener. Cleaner, Greener, Quincy. At, uh, Actually, this year we're celebrating 30 years, um, it, and it started way back when. I was chief of staff of Jim Sheets. Um, budgets wow. were tough. We were just coming off a of prop two and a half in the uh, Macaulay years when um, you know a lot of cuts were made, and, and there wasn't as, as much investment in some of those departments like parks and DPW. And so the city was uh, not in, in you know the prettiest shape, and. Uh, so we we talked about doing a volunteer program. We did. So we started in 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 uh, thirty years ago, and we started with one weekend per ward at that time. Um, and, and I can tell you, in those days, we were pulling out uh, frames of cars, uh, washing machines, mattresses, uh, tires. Um, people had dumped roof shingles and construction debris. Wow. So some of this would have been in some of our parks, like Marymount Park, Faxon Park. Some yeah. of it maybe in the marsh areas. Um, so there was a there wasn't as much attention paid to those um, uh, beautiful open spaces and, and the environmentally sensitive uh, lands that we own. And uh, today it's very different, thankfully, very different. Uh, but back then, uh, you know, there was some transition years. Um, and, you know, I think people are far more attuned to the, to the, the you know, the, the whole ecology around us and the environment and, and all those issues that have an effect on it. So um, thankfully it's very different today. People pay closer attention they take care of the properties more. Uh, they're more sensitive on, on what goes on in public properties uh, in that regard. So that's a good thing. Uh, it's a real mm. good thing. So it happened on Jim Sheets. Uh, I think I don't know if I said it last week, but uh, Ray Catani was the park director at the time. And uh, he's the one that coined the phrase, clean agreement. He came up with that. I don't know we came up with it, but, right. uh, but he came up with it. Uh, God rest Ray's soul. He was a great guy. Uh, he was a he was a Army vet, a tremendous baseball player, um, played mm-hmm. in the minors. And um, you know, Eddie Matthews beat him off at third base uh, of the Braves. Uh, he he was just a special guy, and anyone that knew him. And he coached the Mars at baseball for many many years. But as park director, um, you know, he came up with a clean and green Quincy. We've stuck with that theme each and every year. Uh, the park department now under uh, the Department of Natural Resources with Commissioner Dave Murphy is kind of the key agency that coordinates it, pulls it all together. But uh, obviously, they get help from uh, Public Works Department, Commissioner Grazioso and his team. Uh, some outside contractors that volunteer their trucks and their time. Uh, obviously, it's all based on volunteer labor. So we might get, you know, eight hundred, a thousand people that day all across the city doing cleanups. Which, when you add up, you know, say two, three, four hours of volunteer labor times a thousand, that's a lot of labor hours. That's how many people you say? So, think about a thousand. Yeah, it's usually in that range. We we don't touch everybody at the cookout. Um, because mm. people, in some cases, do their own thing. For example, you might have a, you know, PTO at one of the school grounds. They do their own cookout right on the school grounds, so they don't come up to necessarily the pageant field afterward. 
um, and the same with some other organizations. So, you know, there's people that neighborhood groups along uh, the beaches, for example, they may do their own thing on the beach, um, depending on the weather condition. I haven't even looked at what it looks like Saturday, <laughs> but um, if it's too nice a day, we get less volunteers. So we hope it's kind of a <laughs> not a washout, but it's kind of a semi-crappy day. You yeah, know, no uh, pun intended. Yeah, people, it's right. People that may want to enjoy. Uh, grabbing a, la- a rake and picking up a few papers. But, you know, thankfully, uh, it's not the the, um, the stuff we used to clean up. Uh, although I, I always say to our volunteers, you know, wear gloves, be very careful of needles. Um, we do that issue from time to time. And, of course, broken glass when uh, when, when that's out there as well. So um, I got to thank everybody involved. I mean, this, this is just huge. Some of the community organizations, uh, in fact, one to Civic way back when, Ted DeCristofaro, they used to do it uh, in an unofficial manner uh, before we started the Clean and Green, and then they joined it with the Clean and Green. So it goes way back, um, the whole the mindset. And, of course, there's other organizations, uh, you know, the garden clubs and the scouting groups. So there's people that are, um, that adopt the beds going out to the causeway. Yeah, that's great. There's all of those things that I consider part of it. Uh, they're not necessarily run through Clean and Greener, but, it, but it's all in the same theme and the same idea to beautify a city. They make it. Uh, shine, you know, uh, in so many ways, and and I do hear from people on a regular basis that visit us, visit our city. That uh, you have a beautiful city, and you have a clean city, and um, so we're grateful for that. And but that doesn't just happen. So mm. you know, we got a lot of great departments that work hard each and every day. Uh, but and I want to thank in anticipation for the volunteers that uh, that go out there. Now, the last few years, we've had uh, some help um, with the clean greener. We've had uh, the Quincy Park Conservancy. They they sponsored the T-shirts and. I'll put that together. That's a nice item to give out to people to participate, and of course the kids love that. Uh, Quincy um, Credit Union has helped us in the past, and Curry Hardware has helped us in the past with with tools and bags and things, so we're grateful for that. And I know um, um, over the years, uh, Big Y and its predecessors, it's changed named a few times, <laughs> have uh, have been very helpful in providing uh, food for the event, uh, the cookout, uh, hamburgers and hot dogs, and yeah, we do have a few veggie burgers for those types out there. Um, <laughs> I remember the first year somebody came up to me, I don't eat meat. Do you have any veggie burgers? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, but we have that now for, for those yeah. folks with that kind of a diet. Uh, and I'm only kidding. We say that respectfully. <laughs> um, so we, we help. You know, again, we, we appreciate all the work that, that goes into it uh, from so many people all across the city. And it's it's kind of cool. You go by, say you go by the old back of the old central, you'll have that neighborhood clean in Butler's Pond. Amazing. If you can have by Sailor's Pond, there'd be a group doing that. Mm-hmm. You go to every school, the school communities are doing something. People live near the beaches, you'll see them, whether it's Avalon Beach or, um, you know, go out to Squanum to Nickerson Beach or House Neck to uh, any of the, you know, any of the beaches. We it's get families and residents beaches. coming together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the marsh areas, you know, those, those are beautiful areas uh, that we take for granted for, but what a what an impact they have on our open space, you know. So, so it's good stuff. It's a great day. 30 years. It's awesome. Unfortunately, uh, I'll be working in the morning, but I, I've got a great nephew getting christened at noon. i got a wedding at 3 in the afternoon, so uh, <laughs> I'll be pushing it. But uh, I'll be doing some cleanup with uh, perhaps you, Mark, and some of the office folks that morning. We usually pick a spot uh, as an office, and we have some fun. Yeah, it's a really exciting time. So, folks, we appreciate it. The mayor said uh, if you're with you're within earshot, um, it's it's really a great day in, in the city of Quincy. If you love the city, it's a great day for a few hours just to get up as a whole community uh, citywide and, and clean up. And it really does make a big, big difference. So that's this Saturday. That's May 4th. If you're listening to this after Saturday, do it next year. But it's 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's a citywide cleanup, and we're asking volunteers, that's the whole city, to come on out and just pick up by your sidewalk or meet somebody 
somebody else, get a, with a family at, at a school or someplace else. And if you need tools, uh, we do have tools and T-shirts that are available at under the Department of Natural Resources, under the Quincy Park and Forestry Department. Give them a call at 617-376-1252. That's 617-376-1252. That is Cleaner Greener. 30th anniversary, and, and of course, join us for the Mayor's Appreciation Cookout at 12.30 p.m. when you're done. And after you sweat by cleaning and cleaning all for those three hours, come to Pageant Field. It's a great time where the community comes up and we'll have a great cookout with veggie burgers, at as the Mayor Field. promised. At Pageant Field, yes. And we'll know if you've done any cleaning or not. If you come up and you look pretty clean, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've done any. Uh, we gotta, you got to prove the sweat and dirt you know, when you come up for a burger. But uh, make sure you call the call the Parks Department, the, the Parks and Forestry Department. They'll help you out with tools and T-shirts, uh, 617-376-1252. Moving on, Mayor. Uh, it was a great week um, in the city. We're going to talk a lot about outside stuff, but we went to a couple of events this week. I was there at both of those events that you were at as well. Uh, we, I know we discussed this before, but just the aftermath of it all and just sort of the, the uh, Vietnam Memorial that we had in uh, Marina Bay. Well, Larry Norton did a great job. Tommy did a great job conducting that. And uh, also the Caddy Park Memorial, too. Let's talk about that a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Well, uh, going back to last uh, Thursday, the uh, Vietnam Combat Veterans uh, Group, which is head, headed by Larry Norton, uh, uh, him and Tommy Belender are the two key players in that. There's a lot of other folks that support them, but they've taken the lead role over the years um, to really honor the 48 that we lost in Vietnam. So over the years, we had uh, different dedications throughout that day of different intersections. You see some of those corners. You see the the, the brown pole with the uh, bronze plaque up the top, and, and it, it honors an individual. That's somebody that gave their life for this country. You know, when you we forget about that when you drive around. You see the different intersections. But, you know, people, if you stop to look, at the, look up at that name, that was a face. That was a family member. That was a story. That was a kid that grew up in Quincy who went on to serve his nation and never came home. Um, so, you know, we shouldn't take light of that. So these guys put together, uh, the event each year, um, this year, uh, was this past Thursday, two o'clock in front of the clock tower, which is a privately owned structure. It's a beautiful edifice built by Peter and Billy O'Connell many, many years ago, um, at their own expense, um, at their own initiative. And on that clock tower, there's, there's some different quotes, one by JFK, uh, but the, the back panel or the front panel, if you're on the boardwalk, the face in the water is where the 48 names are inscribed. And um, it's really all about remembering them. And, and I remember saying that on both there and at the caddy. You know, it, it, I, I forget who said it, but somebody once said, uh, no man is dead is, is if he's remembered. And, um, and I think it's important to remember these guys. For these were, guys, these were kids, you know. These are coming out of high school in some cases or uh, – you know, you look back historically at the various conflicts and wars we've had. You, you see the stories of the, of the guys lying about their rage to get in. Um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis paid about draft dodges in Vietnam. Vast majority of the veterans, most of them, it's like 90%, signed up. They willingly signed up to serve their nation. So how this nation treated them when they came home was really despicable. Uh, they never got the, the warm welcome, the parades uh, that the World War II guys and, and uh, to, to a degree the Korean veteran received. Um, you know, it was this turbulent 60s. It was a crazy time. And, you know, no matter what you're feeling about politics or policy, you know, the veteran responds um, and go where they're sent, you know. So it was a decision made by this na- nation to draw a line in the sand on communism. And you got to go back and put your mindset at that time when, Communism was of great concern as it was spreading throughout the world. 
and uh, you know, it was a line drawn in the sand, and, and it sent a message to, I know, other nations that will look to expand the communism that, whoa, if we're going to have a problem here if, if we push it. So, you know, these guys fought. They did not die in vain. They fought for a cause for South Vietnam, for those folks, their freedom. Um, and they, as I say, they responded to the call. They didn't set the policy. That's set by, you know, the... Uh, the president and members of Congress and and uh, and the leaders in D.C. at the time. So regardless of your feeling whether it was a justified war or not, that's not the issue. We had young men and women, mostly men, that stepped up to serve, answered the nation's call, and did it. And 48 Quincy boys, um, you know, didn't come home or came home in caskets. And uh, we should always, always remember that. So thank you again to Larry Norton and, and Tommy Blinder and the entire team that um, you know, is the impetus to get this thing done each and every year. So we're we're grateful for their efforts. And of course, Sunday uh, we were down at uh, Caddy Park. Uh, most people don't think about Caddy Park. Uh, of of Caddy was a person. Mm. You know, um, William Caddy was a World War II vet. He went to Montclair School. He went to North Quincy High. Um, joined the Marine Corps and was in Iwo Jima. Yeah, uh, one of the worst battles in in the Pacific. Mm. And um, he. He threw himself on a grenade to save his comrades. I mean, it's incredible. He was a, obviously posthumously was, received uh, the honor of the um, Congressional Medal of Honor um, and, uh, you know, was given to his family um, after the fact. But the Caddy Post in North Quincy is a Marine Corps detachment post that uh, named the post many years ago in his honor. And uh, the park was named oh, a long time ago now. It's DCI property, state-owned uh, in honor of William Caddy. And there is a beautiful monument there made of uh, of granite. Uh, I assume it's Quincy Granite and a uh, flagpole there. So Caddy Park is William Caddy Park, a kid that joined the Marines right out of North Quincy High School. And, you know, I remember having different discussions with people over the years, and, and I have the same discussion about the abortion issue, Mark. What what would have been had these people lived? You know, um, you think of the thousands and thousands of of men that we've lost over the years. The flip side is, where would we be if such men did not live um, and, and for fight for freedom and, and keep the peace around the world? So um, it's important, uh, and I congratulate Mark Conley from, from the uh, Caddy Post. He's, uh, he's another guy that just he just does it, just gets out and does the work every year, um, not for any glory, but, but to really remember those guys that uh, gave it their all. And I know that... Um, you know, I know you've seen it, Mark, and I know people that have been to North Quincy High have seen the Atrium of Honor. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful spot. William Caddy, Caddy is one of the main featured panels in the in the Atrium as one of the Medal of Honor recipients. Um, as is Everett Pope. Everett Pope um, did not die in in service to our country, but he was a recipient of the Medal of Honor because his incredible actions um, again in the Marine Corps. Um, an incredible guy. I think he was a Montclair guy as well. Mm. Um, both of them were North Quincy High grads, so. Um, I don't think you'll see too many high schools around the country that have two Medal of Honor recipients, uh, never mind one. You know, this is a, one of those issues that you can never talk about enough, so I know we touched on this last week, but I was really moved. I've never been to the Caddy Memorial one, and it mm-hmm. was and to see the family actually come after something 70 years ago. That's right. And the ROTC That's right. and celebrating this man's life and the, what he gave for this, it, it was overwhelming. Yeah. As uh, j- just as a spectator to see it, and that yeah, and to see amazing. the uh, you know his comrades. I mean, the Marines of every age that mm-hmm. were there to honor Caddy and and to some degree honor all that have served. But uh, yeah, sometimes that's a cool day off the beach there. But it was a beautiful day, really. It was. We, we had a nice gap there in the weather on, on Sunday for it. Uh, 
it's important. Is we have monuments all over across the city. You know, uh, parks named for for veterans, and sometimes we just. Um, you know, if you ever have the time, you should stop, take a look at the monuments, read the inscriptions. There's, there's, there's a whole story behind those names, you know, yeah. each of those names, and it's important we remember. So, uh, again, I thank all those guys that continue to uh, to push us in government to do the right thing. Um, and I just visited my father's brick down by the Korea Memorial, so that was nice. So let's, oh, let's shifting, nice. in shifting gears, Mayor, uh, let's talk about the 25-plus, over 25 playgrounds that will be upgraded this year, correct, or, or the right? Well, it's been a combination. Years. Some uh, some were done last year. Some are being done this year, uh, and these are the, pretty much the playground structures that we see for for kids and tots. Uh, many around schools. Um, you know, I was out recently looking at some of them, um, and they've been well received. You know, I can tell I'm getting a little old because uh, I was at the park department when we did the previous <laughs> playgrounds, which were more than 20 years old. The wood, um, the wooden playgrounds. No, no, no. We <laughs> we removed those the yeah. first time we did this. Wow. Um, Back twenty or twenty-two years ago, in some of these cases, um, and they they do have a, a shelf life, and yeah, uh, they held up pretty well because we did get uh, good quality material. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see it happening all across the city. And what was interesting was our park department at the time. Now it's Department of Natural Resources. Uh, we made sure that they were interacting with every school, so that every PTO, school principal, staff were involved in decisions on what should be there for playground, what type of material, what colors, what type of features because there's all kinds of different uh, features that come with these you can focus on so you know it's not just slides and swings there's a lot of other pieces to it and it's not only for the enjoyment of the kid but there's a there's a physical education aspect to these things as well that help kids um, to come along so good stuff we got them all over the city uh, many in parks many around the school grounds they're all maintained by the park department uh, now the department of natural resources um, so I thank the city council and Community Preservation Committee because we we topped uh, we tap community preservation monies for for a lot of this work and um, we got to continue to invest and reinvest into our public spaces as we continue to grow as a city. These spaces are very very important for people to get out and enjoy, to get away from the feeling of that urban city from time to time, or just to get away from pavement and and so forth. So parks, playgrounds. In this case, the tot lots all play a role in that. Mm. They truly do. So, it it's part of what makes the city so great to raise a family in. Yeah, you know, I, you hear that from families all the time. People that grew up here, or people yep. that chose to move here. There's no better place to raise a family. The schools are outstanding. The parks are incredible. The opportunities and program are pretty amazing. Well, it's the rec department, was the library services uh, across the board. It's mm. just a great, great place. And of course, we both know that because yeah. we we. Spend some time as kids here. Brought our kids there, too. I, I remember bringing my daughter to so many different parks in the city because they all had something different to offer. I mean, how many parks are in the city altogether? Well, if you add up all the pocket parks and so forth, yeah. there's probably about 52. Um, wow. You know, there's probably 12 to 15 major parks with yeah. a significant size, but there's a lot of pocket parks that are important to neighborhoods uh, equally as well. I'll tell you a funny story. My father was the first park director in the city's history, so he <laughs> he was named in 1961. Remember. And he tackled um, what what is Collins Restawile down by the stadium uh, to put a new new playground in, and they all made fun of him. So who's going to go there? It's not in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, the Collins Restawile became the most popular playground in the city oh, because absolutely. people wanted to try something different. Of course. So they went there, and uh, there were a lot of broken arms from that. Yeah. Uh, what that thing you used to sit on and spin around? <laughs> I figure what they called it makes me it. sick to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so that was uh, that was really the first. Uh, time we ventured beyond a neighborhood to install playground equipment. Now, of course, we've got them on school grounds and parks and playgrounds and, 
and Collins is still there. It's been refurbished a couple of times since uh, 1960s, but um, still there, still going strong. That's that's exciting news for everybody, too. The 25 upgrades that are happening last year, this year, or next year, and, and uh, look for that. And uh, on a closing note, we wanted to just discuss a little bit about what's going on in Wollaston around the center. And I know that there are answers that are still unanswered. You've been seeking community input, and a lot of that has happened over the past uh, six to six to eight months, right? Yeah, it's it's been it goes goes further back. I think the planning department and members of my staff have been working it. You know, everybody thinks we just focus on the downtown, and and um, you know, all you have to do is look around to see otherwise. Yes, the downtown is moving, and yes, we spent some time on that. But um, you know, we're building schools, we're fixing seawalls, we're doing infrastructure projects all across the city. We just talked about parks and playgrounds. Wallace Center is one of those areas that uh, we need to have see some reinvestment, and we're now working on it. The good news is the Wallace Station will be reopened in August, the latest. It may be before that. It'll all be finished, so that opens up uh, a great opportunity there. There's going to be public improvements made around the station, uh, and we're looking at um, you know different zoning possibilities for the for the Wallace Center area. How do we incentivize, and how do we invite uh, investment in there? You got to you got you know you got to have to do some things as a city using the tools in our tool chest to do that, just like we did in the downtown. So now, in, interestingly enough, we have a proposal that came out this past week for the former uh, theater site, which theater was taken down. It was We could spend an hour just talking about the old theater. <laughs> we Mark, should do I that know, one day. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. That would be one, fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, that's not going to be a theater. We're still looking to do... Uh, a, uh, you know, some kind of a performing arts in the city, but we'll get into that another time. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Fang has proposed a condominium building there in, in the heart of the, in the downtown. Uh, some of the response from the public was positive because we need more housing units. Uh, there's people that, especially younger people, they want to live near the T uh, and be able to have a, a, a place to call home and, and use public transportation, not worry about a car. Uh, so he's, there's that proposal. There's a New developer that has bought the block where the old Barry's Deli was, I think Koi Restaurant and some of those little retail shops there and, yeah. and bought some property behind it. So they are going to be putting a proposal forth, which is going to be retail first floor with some residential above, which is perfect, actually, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting when we talk about all this stuff and reinventing the wheel, so to speak, the whole development concept now is retail with apartments above, or yeah. condos above and all. And that's fundamentally what went on for hundreds of years in Europe. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like it's new, uh, but it's it. You know, this country for a long time we got away from the urban setting into the the bigger and bigger yard, the white picket fence. I want more land. I want more property. And and then, you know, we're in different times now. The younger people want to be in the urban setting. They want to be around activity. They want to be just walk down the street to the restaurant, grab a bus, grab the train. So it's a different time. And so we're getting back to that whole that whole feel. So we're creating more of a neighborhood in some of these uh, uh, business districts, which is great. And the place to do that too is uh, these these uh, developments are by the T in a downtown area. Now, Wollaston, that area is the downtown area in Wollaston. We're not plopping these up in your your quiet neighborhood, which is great about that's the correct. city, right? That's correct. And that's where the that's where the interest is. It's right along the spine of the T. That's where we're promoting it, pushing it. That's where it belongs. Um, and uh, so we're going to, you know, North Quincy's starting underway now with the North Quincy T station. Garage is being put together as we speak, or the or the foundation for it. And then there'll be new units on that. Now that was seven and a half acres of asphalt, ugly coming into the city, underused. What value did that have? Yeah. You know, so you know we do need more units. And I know there's folks that is crying for more affordable, and I agree with that. But just on the basis of it, we need more units in general to help stabilize the pricing. And to provide opportunities for the young people. So, more to follow. But uh, we've been working hard with what five 
Councilor Kristen Hughes on the center. Senator Keenan has expressed great interest in the center as well in Wollaston. So we'll, I think in the next coming months, people are going to be very pleased with the activity. And I, and I qualify that. Not everyone is happy with every proposal. I get it. Uh, <laughs> what but, do you mean? But there's going to be a lot of new activity in Wollaston, which is long overdue. Well, thanks, Mayor. Appreciate it. Once again, another edition of City View in the Books, your favorite podcast, I'm sure. Subscribe to it, and uh, you'll get notifications when we put this up every Wednesday afternoon. It'll be up in a couple of hours, and today is uh, Wednesday is when we usually put our podcasts up. And uh, tomorrow is the National Day of Prayer. It's also the uh, day that we have our annual Mayor's uh, Prayer Breakfast at, at the Terrell Room. That's right. That's and right. So that's what but we if will If you can't make that, then uh, folks out there, whatever your faith tradition, pray for this country because, boy, we need it. And on that note, Mayor, it's a perfect time to end. So thank you again for listening to City View with Mayor Tom Koch on Podcasts Quincy's Podcast. Thanks, everybody.